It's testing time. Amen. It's testing time. So we've been in the institution of the apostles of Jesus Christ for some time. Amen. Ever since the ascension of Jesus Christ into the heavens in the book of Acts, we have been in the New Testament era of what we call church today. And we've heard and learned how the uh, patriarchs of old endured a good fight of faith. And it's up to us in this day and time to endure the good fight of faith. Amen. This is a good fight that we're in. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, this is something good that we striving for. This is something good that we standing for. Come on, somebody. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm just glad to be in the kingdom. I'm glad to be in the body of believers. Glory to God. It's a good thing. Hallelujah. To serve God. It's a good thing to come to church and worship and hear his word. It's a good thing to fellowship with the saints. It's a good thing to to stand in the evil day. It's a good thing. Oh my God. To walk around with your head up. Knowing who you serve. And who you believe in. And who you trusted in. It's a good fight. Oh my God. I don't mind going through. Just as long as I go through with God on my side. Can I get a witness? It ain't a problem going through. But just as long as you got Jesus on your side. Woo, my God. Uh, we experience and we witness the hand of God moving through the course of our life. And everybody in the room should have a testimony on this morning of the move and the power of God. If it had not been for the Lord. Woo! On our side, where would we be? If it had not been for God that came to our rescue, do I have a witness in the house? If it had not been for God that opened the door and made a way out of no way, how many of you been in, in a situation where your back was against the wall and you didn't have nowhere else to turn? But if it had not been for God, woo! My God, we don't witness the miracles that have happened before our eyes. Shouldn't nobody have to tell you God is real? Shouldn't nobody have to tell you how God is an awesome God and he is the almighty? You should have a testimony for yourself. Woo, my God. We done read about God, the Old Testament. Oh, my God. From the beginning in Genesis, we done read about God and how he dealt with the nation of Israel and how he brought them through the wilderness and how he helped them transition to the land of promise. We done read about God, how he moved through the kings and how he dealt with the prophets. We done read about God. Oh, my God. In the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We done read about God. In the book of Acts, how he saved and filled his people with his spirit. And how he performed mighty acts. We done read about the letters to the different churches. And how 
scriptures. Uh, every time we hear the word taught, every time you hear the word preached, uh, we should believe what more and more and more. Because faith come by and hearing by the word of God. Oh my God. So God has showed us that he's a deliverer. Can I get a witness? He done showed us he's a healer. If I had anybody sick in the house, thought your body couldn't get well. Oh, but Jesus sat by. Woo! My God. Oh, and there was a song that said there's a stranger in the city. Oh, my God. And he's healing. Oh, the sin six Oh, my God. Woo, my God, and everybody should know he's a provider. He's a way maker. Anybody ever needed a way made? Didn't he come to your rescue? Oh, my God. And Jesus is the Savior. Oh, my God. So as long as we've been in God's institution of faith, there comes a time of testing. That's what we're going to talk about this morning amen so it's time to be taught and learn so we understand the book of ecclesiastes speaks of season and times we've all been familiar with it was a time and a purpose for everything under the sun and under the heaven so there is a time for those that want to be saved to be taught the words from god to obtain salvation and we got to be taught a totally different way of life from the former way that we lived. Amen. That's why we come week to week, month to month, year to year, so that we can be taught and we can be trained how we conduct ourselves, how we operate, how we live, how we make our day-to-day -day decisions. Come on, somebody. Amen. You got to be taught. You got to be trained. Oh, it don't just fall out the sky, you know, beside popular belief, you know, that we can talk a positive affirmation and then everything work out. That's not how it go. You got to do more than speak a positive affirmation. You got to be taught the word. Huh? Come on, somebody. So when you are taught and trained, it's symbolic of eating a good, healthy, and balanced meal. So hopefully in your day-to-day -day eating, you are trying to eat somewhat of a balanced meal. If you eat junk food all the time, then you can expect for your blood sugar to be off, your blood pressure, your heart to have to work harder to pump all that sugar. Huh? Come on, somebody. So what did the old mothers and, and fathers teach us? You got to eat vegetables. You know, they didn't say vegetables. They said vegetables. Huh? Because you got to have a balanced diet. Come on, somebody. You know, hopefully you ain't eating all meat. You know, I, I know we love meat. You know, in this country, especially America, you know, we love the pork and the beef and the fish and, you know, the seafood and all those things. But you got to have a balance. And when you talk to most doctors, they will tell you that most of us are not eating a well-balanced diet. And so then we resort to having to take a bunch of vitamins. 
Well, we wouldn't have to take a bunch of vitamins if we would balance our diet. Come on, somebody. If we eat some green vegetables, do I have a witness? Some yellow vegetables, some orange vegetables, some red ones. We got to eat more than beans and beef. <laughs> oh, come on here. We need to visit the carrots and the asparagus section and the broccoli. Oh, talk to a lot of doctors. They say broccoli do you real good. So all y'all that don't like broccoli, you need to find you a taste for some. Huh? Come on here. Oh, my God. Uh, visit the cucumber section. Cucumbers have a tendency of cleaning out your system. Huh? We got to find some balance, saints. Eat some green peas instead of just black-eyed peas. Oh, uh, come on here. Oh, yeah. We need to get an affinity for having a balance diet so your heart can work right huh so your bowels can function right and your gallbladder and your pancreas so come on here your thyroid so many people in this country you notice that have so many thyroid problems why because there's iodine deficiency we are deficient in what we put in here I got you right where I want you and we deficient on what we put in our spirit man so we have a country uh, that is anemic, that is malnourished. Oh my God, we gaining the weight, but we ain't healthy. Hmm, there's something to think about now, huh? Because what you put in here is what's going to depict on how well your body functions, huh? We think that God is just going to let everything happen lackadaisical. We can just do whatever we want and we can have bad behaviors. If I ate cookies and candy and cakes all day, I'd be a hot mess. But that ain't God's fault. That, that's my fault. God gives us the mind and the ability to be able to do what is needful. Huh? What we should do. Huh? Come on, somebody. They found out, Elder, that a lot of cancers are not only linked to our environment, you know, chemicals that we work around, plastics. You know, they're finding out now that we actually live in a very toxic environment. You know, those straws that we drink out of. Now you see a lot of restaurants are getting away from straws and all that. But they're finding out a lot of things now. That a lot of things that we've been used to doing all our life is actually causing us harm. But they also find out that it's certain superfoods. Y'all heard of superfoods? There are superfoods that you can eat, like blueberries. A lot of our heart doctors, you know, tell their patients about that. Drinking green tea. Anybody like green tea? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's actually good for you. You know, if you drink several cups a day, they say that actually helps to protect the heart and other function. But they found out foods like tomatoes will help prevent prostate cancer. Huh? And not eating all that grilled meat. And I know we love to grill, especially in the South. But actually, what it does, it actually does more harm over time. So we have to watch what we do. Amen. From the natural and from the spiritual. 
God wants us to have balance. What good would it do for you to be so super spiritual and you all broke down? You ain't healthy enough that you can't even serve him and do a work for the Lord. Huh? Come on here. Amen. So uh, let's talk about your belief. What do you actually believe? Your faith is being tested. Everybody's faith is being tested during this time. Uh, we all are being tested uh, with relationships and in our families and uh, spiritually and mentally. You know, there are so many people that are struggling mentally right now. There is a different spirit. I, 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 know, I know you should feel it. You should sense it in your spirit. There is a different spirit out here, saints. And it seems like it's waxing worse and worse as the days go on. People ain't even friendly like they used to be friendly. You can walk in a store, you can go about your way and be even in the workforce and just speak to people and they will speak back, strike a conversation. You speak to folks now, they don't even look at you, just keep on going. It's a different spirit in the atmosphere. Oh, my God. There's so much coldness now that family members are killing each other. When you turn on the news and you hear about all these shootings that are happening and all of these murders, and it seems like it's within the family. Brothers against brothers, sisters against sisters, mothers against daughters, and sons against fathers. And it's just terrible, the culture and the spirit uh, that is in the atmosphere. And that's why it's so crucial now that the saints stand up even taller and let your light shine among men that they may want glorify God by your good works, uh, uh, by what you stand for and what you represent. Present. Oh, putting prayer in the atmosphere, pleading the blood of Jesus, and fighting every day you get up is a fight. Oh, you can't afford to relax because there's so many spirits that have captured the atmosphere and the culture. And it's time for saints to stand up even more. Oh, my God, and fight this good fight of faith. What is it that you stand for? What is it? that you believe? Hmm. That's a question. Oh my God. We all having so many struggles with health and finances and there's so much evil and destruction in the land and every time you turn on the news there's a threat for another war between Russia and Ukraine and other countries like China getting involved and any minute uh, the government is saying any minute now they could go to war and they're warning Americans to get out while they have an opportunity don't sound good to me huh? oh my God huh? and the saints are getting more quiet huh? when you should be getting even louder huh? when you should be crying oh God huh? like nobody's business huh? we should be getting closer to God huh? oh my God because there is another shift uh, that is on the horizon. Uh, and saints, you gotta be ready for what's getting ready to come down the pike. Uh, we can't sit back idle uh, and sit back with our hands folded. Uh, sitting on our goose and benders doing nothing. Uh, we better make sure uh, that we are found in the plan and the will of God that you're working uh, out 
got wars within our own cities. Little Rock is like a war zone and Pine Bluff is competing for number one too. And we got all these churches around in the communities, but what are we doing? Huh? Come on here. We're so anointed and we're so powerful, but ain't nobody changing. What's wrong with the picture here? We got all this anointing. We're full of the Holy Ghost and we're so full of power, but ain't nothing happening and nothing shifting in the atmosphere. What's wrong with that picture? Huh? Can't blame God. Oh, we're so anointed. Oh, but people are not even turning and even trying to come to church. But we're so anointed and we think we got it all made in the shade and we think we got it all together. We need to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, God, what is it? What is it that I need to do? Because I want to do my part. I want to represent the kingdom right. God, I want to do a work for you. God, what is it? Do we even ask God for his anointing? That destroys the yoke. Oh my God. This hot off the press. Because I didn't even study this lesson. Study wrong lesson. But we're going to move on. So we walk by faith. Not by sight. So that means that we can't get wrapped up in what we see. Huh? Because if you get wrapped up in what you see right now, you may think to yourself, I might well turn back because this ain't looking good. If you're going by what you see. Huh? And that's why it's so important we don't get caught up in what we see. Oh, my God. Oh, let's get into some scriptures. Let's go into the book of Isaiah. Amen. Isaiah, the second chapter, we're going to start at verse 1. Amen. I may pick some readers this morning for participation. Isaiah 2, and we'll start at verse 1. Tina, can you start us out in verse 1? Uh -huh. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountain. Yes. And it shall be exalted above the hills. Uh -huh. And all nations shall flow unto it. Y'all hear that? The word of God is going to stand. I don't care what we got going on in this world. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But his word shall remain forever. It's telling us here in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as highest of the mountains. God is going to do a work like we have never seen before. The question is, are we going to be in the move of God? And I don't know about you, but I want to be included in what God is doing. 
God is going to do something for his people so that he will exalt them above the hills and all nations will stream. Oh, my God. Come on, Sister Tina, the next verse. And many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountains of the Lord, uh -huh. to the house of God of Jacob. Yes. And he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his path. So we got to be taught his ways, and then we got to do what? Walk in his path. So when you get taught the word of God, then it's up to you to walk how you've been taught. We got so many people that just sit and get the scriptures and get the teachings and get the sermons, but we ain't doing nothing with it. You can tell by how we living. How is it that you don't have no joy and you getting all this teaching? How is it that your faith is struggling but you getting all this word? How is it that we so bent over and we so hung down in the spirit and broke, busted, and disgusted? How? And you getting all this is word. We should see some fruits of your life that the word is taking effect. Huh? Come on, sister. For out of Zion shall Call forth the law uh -huh. and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. For? And he shall judge among the nations. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we don't want the Lord to judge now. <laughs> you know, we love that. Don't judge. You don't be judged. You be judged. But judgment is all in the scriptures. So how is it that we think we're going to go around without being judged? Huh? Because the Bible said he's a righteous judge. Yes, he and he shall judge what? All nations. That include us. The churches ain't exempt. Matter of fact, the church is going to get it first. If you first. Huh? If judgment must first begin where? At the house of God. Mm-hmm. So be prepared now. We're going to have to stand before God and give an account of everything we have said through these lips. Huh? Even the way we have looked through these eyes, we're going to have to give an account to God. Because God hate a proud look. Oh, we forget all that kind of stuff. Oh, yes. All the times we don't roll our eyes and snot up our nose, calling ourselves getting an attitude uh, at God's word and God's people. We want to stand and give God an account for that. Oh, all the things we done done with our hands and all the things we done did with our feet. Uh, all the time that we spent and we wasted. Uh, We're going to have to stand before God and give an account uh, of all our ways and all of our appetites and all the stuff that was hidden deep in our hard and everything that folks couldn't see. Oh, because we done smiled it up and put a long skirt on and put on a suit and beat a tambourine and spoke in tongues and said we were saved and sanctified and we was on our way to heaven. Oh my God. But God knows the real deal. He gets down to the nitty and the gritty and we all gonna have to stand before God and give an account for everything that we done done in this life because he's a judge right and then what we just read and then after judging what shall he do Tina 
and shall rebuke whoa, whoa. What? Whoa. Not only is he a judge, but he said, I will rebuke. We don't like to be rebuked. Huh? What does that word mean? We're going to go a little deeper. Sister Marsha, you got the amplified of that verse. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples. Huh? Because see, there's a whole lot of arguments and a whole lot of divisions going on, not only in the world, but in the church. Churches can't agree on scriptures, can't agree on doctrines. We got the same Bible, the same Holy Ghost, the same Jesus. And there's so many folks that splitting hairs over stuff we ain't got to split hairs about. And I'm here to tell you today that some things ain't going to get settled until Jesus returns. So what are we arguing for? Why can't we be unified as an army of God? Why can't we be unified as a people of God? Why are there so many divisions? Why are there so many arguments? Why? Mm. Sister Marcia, rebuke. Uh-huh. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning. So God is going to do some crushing. Y'all <laughs> hear what that scripture say, though? God going to do some crushing. Y'all do know that's what they did with the grapes. So, you know. And you wonder why you're going through so much. Well, maybe God is trying to crush some stuff out of you so that you can get the real deal anointed, not this fake stuff. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So God has to crush and he has to prune us. And, uh, he he got to get some cutting some stuff out of our life. It ain't comfortable now. It don't feel good now. But it works for the good. Oh, my God, because what it produces is the real anointing. What it produces is power. Hmm. Let me see if I can find that word. Let's talk about rebuke. Anybody got a definition for rebuke? This is class participation. Uh, let's do it in the Hebrew first. Sharp. So sometimes God got to come sharp, Deacon. You know when you talk to your children, sometimes you got to come sharp. Because if you don't come sharp, they think they're going to have their way and they're going to run over you. And sometimes, mother, God got to come sharp to remind you who's in charge. Who sits high and who will low? Who created the whole world? Huh? Who created us? Who is the king of all kings and lord of all lords? Sometimes you got to remember. 
some stiff neck in us. We got some smart tongues and we got some sharp personality. So if you got a sharp tongue and you got a strong personality, what you think God got to have when dealing with you? And you done dealt with some sharp tongue folks in your family and your family, my family. You done dealt with some hard head stubborn folk like an old billy goat. And how did you have to deal with them? Sometimes you just had to come across sharp. Because other than that, they ain't going to hear you. You got some strong personalities in your house and you talking to us. Well, I think we should just be nice now. And we should just hold hands and have prayer. They ain't sudden prayer. You're the one that's sudden prayer. You gotta tell them how it's gonna be in this house, how it's gonna be in this family. And if you don't like it, you can let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. sinners. Alright, alright. Let me get back to their word. You said it was sharp, sister. Stern disapproval. So if God is sending rebuke, that means he don't approve. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Huh? Because we love to hear about the blessings of Deuteronomy 28. Oh, we love to hear that we're blessed and highly favored on the Lord. And we got wealth and riches in our house. And we more than conquer us. And we just walking around and dancing in the toilets because we king's kids. But you know, the king's kids get it the hardest. Y'all didn't y'all, y'all know that? Huh? I guess y'all ain't never watched, you know, history, read history, how the king's kids. Huh? King's kids could be a mess. <laughs> oh my God. But we don't want to stand up to the reality that sometimes God's got to be stern with his children. Hmm? All right, so we done dealt with the word rebuke. Did we get our rest of that verse, Sister Tina? Uh-uh. Okay. Nations shall not lift up swords against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Mm. Read verse 5. O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Let Lord. us walk in the light of the Lord. So this is how we should be walking after God done establish his word in our life, after we've been taught and we've been trained. We should be walking in the light of the Lord, not walking like a proverb, like a shame in the house of God. Huh? We don't want our light to be dimmed by our behavior. And I've been seeing some stuff here lately, saying to, I'm so shamed. 
that I just have to cover my face and keep on walking. Folks that's supposed to be saved, that's been trained and brought up in the house of the Lord, not walking in the light of the Lord. Y'all doing this stuff in public. And I'm not talking about here. I'm just talking in generality. But, you know, folks are supposed to be saved doing all kind of crazy stuff out in public. Don't even have no shame. This is the kind of atmosphere that we are living in now, saints. So don't you be surprised what you hear. It ain't just preachers. It's pew members, too. It's musicians, too. I'm like, wow. Y'all bold. <laughs> and you got the wrong kind of boldness. I'm like, wow. Is that what saints done resorted to now? Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> saints, we got to be found walking in the light of the Lord. Say it. Light of the Lord. Huh. We don't do what sinners do. We don't behave like that. Well, come on here. We should be doing that which is right in the eyesight of God. I don't care where you go. You represent everywhere you go. Oh, saints, you say, take the Lord with you everywhere. You, you gonna need him. You gonna need him. You gonna need him. You gonna need him everywhere you go. We act like we just, you know, use them in church. But it's when you leave out of here is when you got to walk up right, brother. You got to keep your pants zipped up, brother. Sister, you got to keep the skirt tail down. Huh? We got to leave the alcohol at the liquor store. Huh? We can't be at the casinos putting our pictures on Facebook and, Huh? Because you may cause somebody to stumble. Oh, that's a whole nother. Uh, that, that. Now, is our behavior causing somebody else to stumble? Isn't that what Paul taught? That you don't cause your brother or your sister to stumble. Huh? We should be at the first one in that chinging. What? Gambling away the Lord's money? What? Folks ain't even paying tithes and offerings, but they run in the casino. Well, that's, you know, that's a whole other. I tell you, and then folks wonder why they life cursed. Oh, oh, wow. I'm telling you, saints, there's some stuff going on out here. My God, you got to be on your spiritual P's and Q's. You hear me? Because the devil is so crafty. Oh, my God. And he loves getting saints off. He ain't got to worry about the sinners. He already got them. But he loved to get them saints that, that God is just blessing their life and shining his light down on their life. Them the ones that the devil is going after. And he's going around like a what? Roaring lion. Seeking. Oh, oh he's coming. Huh? Everything may be going well and swell now, but he's coming. Huh? <laughs> so you better arm yourself. Or you better put on the whole arm of God. And you can't be playing with it. This ain't time for playing church. We should be far from playing church. You better put on the whole arm of God. Because your enemy is coming. He's coming. Whoo. 
And he know his time is winding up. He see the signs just like you do. <laughs> he know his time is winding up, saints. Oh, my God. Let's, yes. So where do you find that in the Bible? It ain't, it ain't. Where do you find it that anybody that God done called and God done chose that you just got a right to up and quit? Take a vacation on God. Where do you find that in the scriptures? Hmm? The apostles, Jesus, the prophets were our perfect example. Through every persecution, through all the trials, through all the hardships that you go through, you don't have a right to quit. Because God is for you. If he called you, if he chose you to do the work, to be a part, then God has got your back. So why are we even talking about quitting? Huh? But you say God is your strength. You say God is your peace. You say God is your joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So why you quit? You said you love the Lord. But how if we love the Lord? I, I love my family. I ain't going to just up and quit on them because I get frustrated. Because I get tired. Those are natural feelings. You can't afford to go off of natural feelings. Yeah, you're going to get frustrated. Yeah, you're going to get tired. Times you're going to get flat angry. But you don't quit. I've never heard of such. This is what I'm talking about. The attitude and the spirit that's in the atmosphere of church now. It's just downright shameful. And y'all, we're supposed to be representing, I'm not talking about just mercy men, but we're supposed to be representing God and walking away from such a great salvation. What do you know that is greater than being saved? What do you know more precious than having Jesus? You mean to tell me you done handled the gospel, you done preached, and you done talked, and you done sang the songs of Zion, and you done been in wonderful atmospheres of praise and worship, and you done supposed to have been serving the Lord, representing God everywhere you go, and now because times is getting tough, that you decide that it's just too much and you're going to quit? Hmm. It's not even Bible. The apostles went through so much. <laughs> but the thing about it is, they were anointed. They were so powerful, they turned the world upside down. Just a handful of men. They went through, we ain't getting beat for the gospel. So what you quitting for? You ain't going through nothing. <laughs> it's light affliction. How many of y'all got beat up this morning coming to church? Huh? Then they stop you on the side of the road and say, there go that Christian. Get some bricks. Mm. Mm. Then they stop. 
they beat you with many stripes. Since we had it, they beat the they beat the apostles. I mean, they beat them. Did you get beat up because you say you serving God? Because you professing Christianity? No, you going through light stuff, light stuff, light affliction. <laughs> Come on here. And folks having a nerve to quit on God. I just don't understand. This is testing time. Ain't that what we're talking about? The apostles was ran out of town for preaching Jesus. You hear me? When was the last time they ran you out of town? Huh? They running you out your house and telling you you got to go move to another city because you're talking about that Jesus too much. When was the last time, sister, brother, and you think you're going through so much? You can't deal with them little folks on the job. You can't deal with them lab-headed kids and grandkids. You can't deal with a few bills. You can't deal with this old body. huh? But you say you love the Lord and trust the Lord. And you got all this faith moving and working. Huh? You're being tested by what you done said, what you say you believe. We say we believe, but our actions are showing something else. You're being tested and proven, Sister Leach, Rosetta, Mother Young, the old and the young, Baby Doll, Morgan. Tina, huh? Alfreda, Deacon. Oh, the light is really shining on y'all. Huh? Karina, Michael, everybody, ain't nobody exempt. Me, first lady, the pastor, we really catch it before y'all catch it. <laughs> uh huh, Waddell, too. Uh-huh. This testing time, Sister Bean. We ain't gonna just sit and look pretty in the kingdom without being tested. Huh? Come on here. Our buttons gonna be pushed. We gonna get pushed and pushed and bumped and elbowed. And... Huh? And the devil gonna say, what you gonna do now? What you gonna do? Huh? Huh? But you'll save yourself. You so saved. Huh? He telling God because that's what he did to Job, didn't he? Huh? He went before God. Huh? Looking for somebody. God said, have you considered my servant Job? Oh, ain't nothing to him, God. Just let me get to him. I'll show you. I'll make him curse you to your face. She say she's so saved and sanctified. Let me touch her. Just let me touch her, God. He's just waiting on permission. He got to wait on permission. <laughs> and you think you're going to scat through here? Huh? Without being pushed and tried. Every day you walk out in your house, it's devil, you devil's assigned. Huh? He got his imps waiting on you. Huh? Waiting for you to trip up. Waiting for you to say a cuss word. Waiting on you to lie. Waiting on your sticky fingers. Huh? He's waiting on you. Huh? Oh, your lust to get the best of you. Huh? To let your anger huh? to get the best of you. Huh? Oh, so you can have a rage of fit. Huh? So they can point a finger and say, I told you. I told you. 
Oh, okay, we talking about testing, right? <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. All right, so where we at? Where we at? All right, we're going to go to, did I say Luke? Luke 24. So we realize we ain't got a, no room to quit. We can't make excuses. When you stand before God, God is not accepting any excuses. And most of all, the saint of God ever knew is to repent. Can I get a witness, somebody? Amen. Repentance got to be in the picture every day. Okay. So we're going to start at verse 44. And I'm going to pick different people. Okay, uh, Coco, you're going to read verse 44. He said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you. Uh-huh. While I was yet with you. Now, yet. Jesus was right there with the disciples. They took a bath with him, Marsha. They ate with him. They walked with him. They saw him do all these miracles. Uh -huh. Turn one into wine. Yeah. Huh? Two fish, five loaves of bread, feed five thousand folk. Huh? <laughs> They was on the boat with him. They couldn't. They was going fishing with Jesus. And they still struggled. Oh. So you could be so full of Jesus. I got Jesus on the inside. You were working on the outside. And you still got to struggle. What are you struggling with, first lady? You struggling with your flesh? <laughs> because you're in a human body and you got to struggle with being what? Human. Wow. Wow. I got Jesus on the inside and working on the outside. Go ahead and say it. Oh, what a change. <laughs> <in my life. laughs> huh? Yeah, that's what we want to portray. That we got everything together. Oh, okay. Well, Sister Karina, can you please finish reading? That all things must be fulfilled. Whoa! All things must be fulfilled. Everything you see going on now. Everything that you see going on in this world. Yes. All things that were written of by the prophets. Yes. That were prophesied in the last days. You can read in all the different prophets. You know, the prophet Joel talked about in the last days that God would pour out his spirit upon all flesh and prophesied different things in Isaiah, mm -hmm. huh? Zephaniah, Zechariah, all the different prophets. They didn't know fully, but God gave them the revelation, huh? You can read in the New Testament, Paul's letters to the different churches talking about the end times. You can read in the Gospels, Matthew 24. We read it now in Luke. You can read in First and Second Thessalonians. Also, you can read in the book of Revelations. There's so many scriptures and they verify each other of what we go experience in the last days. And it must come. 
come to pass. And you can't pray it away. You call yourself going on a 40-day, 40-night fast all you want, trying to look super spiritual among your peers, uh, and you ain't moving nothing because God's word uh, must come to pass. Uh, oh, my God. Come on, Sister Coco. Which were written in the law of Moses. Was written. And the prophets and the and in the Psalms concerning me. Uh-huh. So even in the book of Psalms, it was written of Jesus Christ also pointing to the last days. Okay? All right, Sister Marcia, starting verse 45. God has got to open up your understanding. You can read all day and all night long, but unless God opens up your understanding, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you read. You don't know. God got to open up our understanding. So when we pray to God and ask him for clarity, we need to ask him for clarity of thought. Huh? That my thoughts be clear. That my speech be clear. That I get an understanding, God. Because the Bible says in all of our getting, get what? So an understanding is crucial. We got too many folks that's Bible scholars, but they ain't got an understanding. Nothing wrong with you being a scholar. But be a scholar with some understanding. All right. That they might understand the scriptures. Uh huh. And said unto them, thus it is written. And thus it behooved Christ to suffer uh-huh. and to rise from the dead the third day. Uh-huh. And then repentance and... Re- uh, whoa! Huh? We believe Jesus rose. He rose on the third day. Well, you believe all that. He died and he rose on the third day. You believe. Well, then you should repent of your sins. Huh? Come on here, because that's a part of the formula. Can I get a witness, somebody? Isn't that what the apostle uh, Peter told the people when he stood before the men in the book of Acts? He said what? Repent. Huh? Since you know all about Jesus now, you know about his works and his life and his ministry, then come out of sin and repent and turn from your wicked ways. It's not enough to just say that you know Jesus. Huh? But your life should say it. You should repent. <laughs> Come on here. Rem- and that repentance and remission of, of sins, sins should be preached. It should be preached in his name. No, the prosperity gospel. In his name. Huh? We all gonna be rich. Huh? That what we preaching? We all gonna feel good and feel better about ourselves. The greater self. Huh? Self-righteous self? Proudful, evil, wicked, nasty, perverse self? Because that's all it is. Huh? That's what we preaching now? What did the scripture say, Masha? Preaching his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Uh Uh-huh. And ye are witnesses. And you supposed to be a witness. Now we act like we can't witness the no, can't witness to the dog or the cat. Can't witness nobody. Never two cent worth of nothing. You a witness to somebody with your mean self. I wouldn't come to church with you either. You supposed to be a what? 
A witness of what? These things. Oh. So if Christ be in you, uh -huh. which is what? The hope of glory. Then you should be giving somebody else some hope that serving the Lord pays off. Serving the Lord is the right thing to do. <laughs> because you're supposed to be a what? Oh, okay. So y'all thought it was just about passing out tracks, which is a good thing. It's a good activity. Huh? But you got to have some conviction and believe what you're passing out. Huh? You got to know what you're talking about. You got to know the scriptures because people in this era are smart. They're not dumb walking around with Bibles. They're very intelligent. <laughs> and you're going to have to know what you're talking about. Because I'm mighty afraid, Elder, a lot of saints are going to get caught on the fence because they're talking to an intelligent, wise generation. Don't mean they're stronger, but they're wise. They say it's going to be wiser. So, weaker, but you still got to study. You still got to know for yourself before you call yourself trying to witness and talk to somebody else. Huh? Come on here. Because a lot of folks going to get caught on the fence. Somebody have a question? No. There's a lot of churches that teach the Trinitarian doctrine that there's three gods. There's only one. We teach oneness. And Pentecostal churches, apostolic churches should preach oneness. But there are some religions that teach a Trinitarian doctrine. But we understand that there's three manifestations of one God. Father, he is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And it's all one. Huh? Hear, O Israel, our Lord is one Lord. I believe you can find that in the book of Deuteronomy. Uh-huh. So there was oneness always being taught from the very beginning. It was never in Scripture that God was teaching that he was separated from himself. Hmm? He was one God in the beginning, and he's still one God in the new. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism. So you should know those scriptures in case somebody asks you. Because we're supposed to be able to give an answer to them that ask you of the faith that you believe. Not, necess not necessarily. But if, you know, they ask you a question, that's something different. If they're just flat out telling you what they stand for or believe, but you, you did the right thing if you just told them, no, we teach oneness, you know, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, you know. And if God wished for the conversation to go further, then it, they'll be inquisitive. You see what I'm saying? You know, you don't have to, you know, just keep on going and going unless the opportunity presents. You see what I'm saying? You know, because what we've had a tendency of doing in church is trying to browbeat folks into being saved, and that don't work. Huh? That don't work. We're supposed to be able to have it with meekness, the spirit of meekness, when we're dealing with people. Because you don't know how God is dealing with somebody when they approach you. 
That's why you got to have at least a few scriptures up here. Come on, somebody. Me and my father are. You can find that in the Gospels. Huh? It's very important that you don't just sit there and look. That you ask questions, you be inquisitive, you take notes, you memorize scriptures because you don't know God may send somebody to you. And it's never expected because God sent somebody to me in the break room one day and asked me, what is the plan of salvation? Just as bold? Mm-hmm. Wasn't expecting that. Sitting there minding my own business, because I always have made a habit down through the years of eating by myself. It was sitting there in the break, break room. Not that she changed. It may have been a test for me. Of what I was going to tell her and how I was going to explain it to her. Your presentation makes all the difference. Because sometimes us saints that's been saved for a while, you know, we think we got it all made and, you know, we done made it to the pinnacle of God and, you know, we so up here in holiness. Sometimes our presentation is horrible when it comes to dealing with people. God expects us to know how to deal with people because at the end of the day, they steal his people. Huh? Ain't got to beat nobody over the head about being saved and what they believe in. What they believe is what they believe. But if God opened up a door, huh, for you to tell them of the great salvation that you know of, then present it in meekness. Present it in love. Huh? Because it's the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by what? The Holy Ghost. So it's a way that I can tell you about Acts 2 and 38. It's a way I can tell you about Ephesians 4 and 5. Hmm? Without telling you, I wouldn't go to that church. Uh, they ain't preaching nothing over there. You're the only head of my church. Uh, you need to be saved in a holiness church. You need to go to Pentecost for a Holy Ghost here, church. Well, that, that's that's the persona that holiness has given across. And it's up to us to change that persona. Because now, you have an opportunity now to change the dialogue. You have an opportunity now to change the dialogue. God has put you in the place where you are now. Huh? Not just for you to sit and listen every week. But to actually change something. Hmm? You change the environment. You change the culture. Hmm. Isn't that what the apostles did? Because they were going to heathenistic.